1: Good morning. It's 8.30 on Tuesday, November 28th. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, public health advocates are pushing for taxes on tobacco to increase more than three times the current rate. Experts and lawmakers weigh in. Then find out if the holiday blues are fact or fiction. In our story course segment, a reflection on Reverend Jesse Jackson's 1983 run for office as some Mississippians head out to the polls. And later, it's Giving Tuesday. Hear from the Secretary of State on ways to make sure your donation falls into the right hands. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. More than 20 public health organizations in Mississippi are asking lawmakers to raise the tax on tobacco products. They say the goal is to save lives, prevent kids from smoking, and get adults to quit. Experts say raising the tax by $1.50 on cigarettes and raising taxes on other tobacco products would also generate an estimated $200 million a year for the state. Kimberly Hughes is Government Relations Director for the American Cancer Society in Mississippi. She tells MPB's Mark Rigsby a dollar fifty is not too much of an increase.
2: Well the national average is a dollar and seventy one 71 cents. Mississippi's is currently sixty-eight cents. But the importance of the significant increase is to make that public health impact. That sticker shock, oh I want to quit smoking, oh I don't need to start, it costs too much.
3: So if it does pass, would the one fifty be added on to the sixty cents?
2: As far as our proposal, yes, it's a dollar fifty increase. Mm-hmm.
3: What kind of reaction are you getting from this proposal?
2: Well, there's been a lot of discussion in Mississippi with our budget deficit and how we can fund certain things. And really to this point, the tobacco tax has not been part of that, part of the discussion around a solution. So we as health advocates are bringing that forth today so it can be part of the solution and at the same time save lives
3: behind the scenes what kind of reactions are you getting from lawmakers
2: we are in the process of talking with legislative leadership and they are not shutting the door on us they are not saying no they are listening we are educating them on why this is a good solution for the budget problems that the state's having so we will just see we're in the process of of securing sponsors to introduce legislation for us so we'll see what type what happens in january
3: Do you think this is going to be a tougher sell for Republicans opposed to Democrats?
2: Well, we've recently done a survey that shows it's a bipartisan issue. We've gotten bipartisan support. It was last raised in 2009 under a Republican governor, Haley Barber. So um, there, there seems to be support among both parties.
3: What message would you like to send to people that might be listening to the broadcast today about this issue?
2: Just to um, understand that it is a public health issue, that raising the price of cigarettes is the best way to prevent youth from ever starting to smoke and to get adults to quit. But at the same time, it does, while smoking rates decline, it does increase revenue for our state.
3: I heard some numbers today during the press conference that it would uh, create more than $100 million in extra tax revenue for the state. How many lives would it save?
2: Well, we have 5,400 Mississippians that die each year from smoking. Um, as far as lives saved, the current adult smokers who would quit is 26,500. Premature smoking caused deaths prevented 14,000.
3: Any consideration to the people that would be impacted? I know that you're trying to save lives and we're trying to generate tax revenue and save in, in the area of Medicaid, but wouldn't this directly impact poor people who are traditionally the ones that are smoking?
2: Well, that's why we need a significant increase, because the more of the increase, the more likely the low-income population is to quit. You know, those gradual increases or those small increases, they don't see it as much in their pocketbook. But if you have that significant um, increase in price, you do see that. And they are a lot of, you know, the people that are, um, you know, Medicaid beneficiaries that are causing the economic burden to the state. Also, Mississippi has great cessation services in our state for Medicaid population and others. We have a quit line. We have the act center at the medical center. So we do want to help those people quit at the same time. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate
1: it. According to a poll conducted by Mississippi State University, 71% of those surveyed say they support an increase in the tobacco tax. Some legislators are not yet convinced. Republican Representative Mac Huddleston of Pontotoc says previous increases have not yielded intended results. Well, I I think
4: that tobacco is a problem, has been a problem for a long, long time and will be for a problem for the rest of my life and in your life too. And, uh, I don't know about taxing it. Uh, You know, we thought last time we raised the tax on cigarette sales that it would cut back on consumption. I'm sure it has, but a lot of people are paying about twice what they used to pay and still, I think, using some money that should be discretionary to buy cigarettes.
1: In other news, the Joint Legislative Budget Committee is recommending to cut the 2019 state budget by more than 1%. Senate Pro Tem Terry Burton of Newton is on the committee. He tells MPB's Mark Rigsby the proposal hopes to avoid more budget cuts during slow economic growth in Mississippi.
4: Well, the recommendation takes the 2% set-aside and leaves it alone. We've in the past used the 2% set-aside to kind of shore up the figures so that uh, we could... Uh, do some other things. And we still have that option if we want to do that when we get over here, but that's not a recommendation from the Budget Committee. It also uses one-time money in one-time expenditures. It does away with some vacant uh, uh, positions that have been vacant for more than six months. Uh, One's been vacant for more than 20 years, so it it does away with those types of things. And it also, uh, what we've done is we've actually used recurring money to fund recurring expenditures. We've uh, level-funded adequate education. We've level-funded or given increases to uh, Highway Patrol uh, and and other areas over in the Department of Public Safety. We have uh, done a little bit of an increase, uh, level-funded, actually, uh, less than 1% uh, reduction. Uh, With Medicaid, I mean, we have really, I think, come with a great recommendation. It's a little bit less than last year as far as uh, real money is concerned, but when you take into consideration everything, we still have 579 or so million dollars on the table that we can use uh, should we find deficiencies that need to be addressed.
3: What does that say about the money that the state is bringing in as well as the shape of our economy right now?
4: Well, the economy does two things when, when it comes to national trends. Number one, we're one of the f- last states to go into an economic uh, recession or an economic downturn. Another thing is we're one of the last states to come out of an economic downturn or, or, or get back on the upswing. And so the federal uh, level, at the federal level, the national economy seems to be doing quite well. We're a little bit behind that curve. But we haven't seen uh, the increases that we think we'll see down the road. We want to be very conservative here. We don't want to get in a situation where we're having to cut budgets again. So we'd rather budget low and not have to cut a budget should the money not come in than to budget high and then cut budgets in the mid-year when agencies can't prepare.
3: And this is just a recommendation from LBO. The legislature can do something completely different.
4: This is a recommendation from LBO based on what funds we think will be available as of right now. That number may change In March, when the budget, uh, I mean, when the uh, uh, revenue estimating committee meets again and the appropriations process begins. So that could change. But uh, as of right now, that's the recommendation based on the facts as we
1: have them. Senator Terry Burton with our Mark Rigsby. The state budget is roughly $6 billion. Coming up, find out if the holiday blues are fact or fiction. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On Hashtag Giving Tuesday, people from all over the world take action and give back to their local communities. You can join in the celebration today by donating your unwanted vehicle to MPB. And your donation may even be tax-deductible. For more details, call 1-877-MPB-4-CAR. That's 1-877-572-4227 or visit mpbonline.org now. Donate today. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. On average, one person dies by suicide approximately every 20 hours in Mississippi. That's according to the Centers for Disease Control. Many people believe that suicide rates are on the rise, particularly during the holiday season. Experts tell
5: MPB's Ashley Norwood that's a myth. November, December, and January have recorded the lowest reports of suicide across the country, according to studies. Contrary to popular belief, the highest number of suicides occur during the summer and spring, says Mitzi Spears with the Suicide Survivor Support Group in Hattiesburg. There's evidence that manic behavior increases in the springtime during the winter months. Your depression
2: matches the weather, and you can kind of get through. And then when spring, when the new blooms and the sunshine and all comes out, there's such a discrepancy between your mood and the weather.
5: Spears says up to 90% of people who complete suicide are diagnosed with clinical depression or some type of mental disorder. She says depression is a risk factor surrounding suicide. So I think a really important thing
2: is self-care, which includes making sure that you're getting the right amount of sleep. That's one of the biggest factors in depression, that you're eating healthy, that you're getting some exercise,
5: that you're getting outside. More people die by suicide in Mississippi annually than homicide, according to a report from the Centers for Disease Control. Molly Proterra, with the Mississippi Department of Mental Health, says they've partnered with state officials to prevent further deaths. Last legislative session, the Mississippi Legislature passed House Bill 263, and that bill requires local school districts to conduct an in-service training on suicide prevention for all school district employees during the 2017-2018 school year. Portera is hopeful the new law could reduce the number of suicide deaths in Mississippi. Ashley Norwood, MPB News. Coming up in StoryCorps, a conversation reflecting on voting in 1983
1: as some Mississippians head to the polls for today's runoff elections to fill two vacant seats in the Mississippi legislature. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.
4: 2017 is almost over. And if you're looking for something to keep you off Santa's naughty list, try hashtag GivingTuesday. Support MPB by donating your car, truck, motorcycle, or boat. And do one more good deed before 2018 is here. And if you donate by midnight December 31st, you may be able to use it as a tax deduction. And because you're such a good person, we can even pick up your vehicle for free. Call 877-MPB-4-CAR or visit mpbonline.org
6: today. In 1983, the Reverend Jesse Jackson became only the second African American to run for the Democratic presidential nomination. In this Mississippi stop on the StoryCorps mobile tour, Louis Armstrong reminisces about that campaign with his son, Artie Armstrong.
0: I remember we registered in uh, Tunica County. We registered an 86-year-old woman who had never registered. To vote because she grew up in fear of the Klan who had attacked her father for him attempting to vote. So she never registered, but she registered that day, and she said she was going to vote for Jesse Jackson for president. Wow. <laughs>
6: that's, yeah, that's an interesting story because I remember I was a teenager during that time, mm-hmm. and I have vivid memories of that summer. I think one of the most interesting things to me, you know, I've always been offended even in our own community. Sometimes when I talk to people today and, you know, they are too critical of uh, Reverend Jackson about some of his human frailties, because I think about the time, I think the most significant thing that I remember From about that experience was that I can remember every place that we went, they were threatening to kill him before he went there. He wasn't committing any crimes. All he was doing was basically uh, just exercising his freedom as an American citizen. I can remember just as a kid that, that some of the stops that we would make that you know I wasn't comfortable with getting off the Winnebago's <laughs> but you guys would get off and I can remember there were journalists from all over the world yeah that would yeah, travel exactly. in some of the Winnebago's with us yeah, exactly and I can remember meeting the different journalists and talking to them and engaging in conversations and It was, you know, it was an incredible time, and I can remember your classmate, Mr. Eugene Bailey, and he was one of the drivers for the caravan, and I can remember spending a lot of time with him and him sharing with me that this was a historic event that we were undertaking. Hmm. I think there's no question in my mind that Reverend Jackson laid the foundation to propel Barack Obama to the presidency today. In my mind, he had tremendous courage. I laugh with people all the time. Most people won't go to the won't go to the corner store again ever in life if somebody threatens their life. You know, if that's a part of their travels. And he... he lived with it every day.
0: Of course, we had security when he was in Jackson. He had Jackson police officers who were off duty would volunteer and provide security for him. And all around the state, you had folks who volunteered, who were security officers who volunteered to do that. I don't know if you remember, Jesse came to Jackson and after we had been out on the road for about four days, and he had uh, Jerry Brown with him. Jerry Brown was then the former governor of California. Right. Of course, he ran recently. And Kentucky, it's the current and governor. Is the current governor right. of California. So. And we played basketball in the at the at, park at the park. Remember, yeah, yeah,
6: I remember it vividly because me and Reverend Jackson were on the same team, <laughs> and he doesn't pass the <laughs> basketball at all.
0: Well, is that where you learned that not to pass the basketball?
6: <laughs> so I thought that was hilarious. I mean, I enjoyed playing with him, but uh, he's definitely a shooter. Yeah, he's a no ball. Doubt. About <laughs> it.
0: He's a ball hog. Huh?
6: Okay. Yeah, well, we had a great time, and uh, Jesse Jr. played with us as well, so I remember that vividly. It was a great time, and uh, uh, so those were some great experiences, and, you know, I always tell people when I speak about you is that my father may have not been a millionaire, but he gave me a million dollars worth of exposure. (laughs) To hear more of our conversations from the StoryCorps Mobile Tour, go to mpbonline.org. The StoryCorps Mobile Tour visited Mississippi through a partnership with the Mississippi Humanities Council, the MPB Foundation, and Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Now that the Thanksgiving feasts and Black Friday
4: sprees have all come to a close, use hashtag GivingTuesday to give back for those tasty eats and great sales. MPB accepts cars, boats, motorcycles, even airplanes as support. We'll pick up your donation with no cost to you. So donate today and finish your holiday weekend with some good karma and a tax deduction. Call 1-877-MPB4CAR. That's 1-877-672-4227 or visit mpbonline.org to donate today.
6: If you're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio, we appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org.
1: This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Today is Giving Tuesday. Mississippians are encouraged to focus on holiday philanthropy. But to avoid scams, Secretary of State Robert Hoseman advises doing some research before making your donation. He tells us registered charities should be listed on the Secretary of State's website.
7: Well, first of all, of course, Mississippians are the most generous people in, in the nation.
1: Why Since do you think that is?
7: Our people care about each other. I mean, we have more people go to church We have more people volunteer. We have more people do just about anything for their brothers and sisters. Watch a tornado hit Mississippi or something like that. I always go to those. Uh, We have to go out and sign the thing with the governor where it's an emergency declaration. But as soon as I finish that, I usually go there. And, you know, you'll be at these just destroyed houses and everything. And each and every time, the first thing I see out there, I've seen it everywhere, from Ripley to Yazoo City, from Columbia to Louisville. There'll be an American flag flying in that debris somewhere. And it's just the resiliency of our people, the way they are. And you'll see all of a sudden the uh, First Baptist Church or somewhere and the Pentecostal church from somewhere and the Catholic church from somewhere, vans pull up, people jump out, start covering houses with blue tarps. We just care about each other. And I think that goes through to charitable giving.
1: How do we decide who to give to? You know, we all yeah. have interests and we want to help a lot of different people and different kinds of people. Right,
7: I think it's very specific. Uh, the easy ones, of course, are your faith-based community ones. There, your, your church you may attend or whatever. Those are always good, and they usually have some kind of a- option. There are a number of others that you can pick up for charities. You know, these angel trees and those kinds of things that our our staff does that are local in nature, um, those are easy, I think, to keep up with. The ones to be careful of Karen, are the ones that call you on the phone. Just remember, don't give your credit card out over over the phone to somebody you've never met. If they call you with a solicitation, and it's particularly attractive to you and uh, for a great cause, do two things. Ask them to mail you uh, some information on it. Just ask them to mail it. I mean, the fact that they don't get the money... That night is not going to break some goal, an artificial goal that they tell you over the phone. You know, if we get this much, we'll be able to save, you know, motherhood and apple pie or something. Uh, just tell them to send it to you and send in your contribution uh, by check so you so you have a record of it and whatnot. And just pay attention to that kind of thing. Uh, phone solicitation, just just common sense things. And then the second thing to do is go to Secretary of State's website, sos.ms.gov. And on there we have our charity division. And if you go down to charities, we have 4,600 charities registered in Mississippi, 4,600 of them. And I have gone back and ranked them as to how much is spent on management and how much goes to the charitable purpose. So if you look up there and it's Friends of Motherhood and Apple Pie and you see 90% of it goes to management – you may want to reconsider your contribution.
1: Even if you're giving to a, a major corporation that everybody's heard of, you still want to look like I'm surprised sometimes right. at some of the bigger ones I've seen.
7: We do And right. you think
1: your money's going to cure something. And.
7: Right. By the time it shifts down, very little hits the people that really need it. So the locals are the first ones to go to. I think our churches are um, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Angel Trees. Uh, there's just a number of, of them. Uh, Catholic Charities uh, does great local work, Canopy. Takes care of you know, young men and women. I mean, it just there are a number of different charities here in Mississippi. Palmer Home. There uh,
1: are people who come to your door too. I've had that happen. Right. Say I'm raising right. money for veterans, or right. and right. they don't have anything to show. They've got right. an American flag stuck right. to a can. And
7: Tell them to leave you an envelope, and you'll send a check tomorrow.
1: On your website. People should go, and if they've been approached by a charity that is not listed on the website?
7: Then I wouldn't make a donation to them. They're not registered to do business in Mississippi.
1: How do those 4,000 charities get on their an, website? They
7: file an annual report with us, and then there's also a link to the uh, 990 form, which is the IRS form. They just file with the Internal Revenue Service, so you can see both. You can see ours is a shortened form, a couple pages, just says you know who you are and, and how much money you've raised. And then it links into the Internal Revenue Service Form 990, which gives you very detailed information about how much you raised, whether or not uh, you had board members that were conflicted, all kinds of pieces of information on that. But usually uh, I would say it takes you about a minute to look at one of these and see, recognize whether they're really doing things that uh, you would consider proper. And this is not a small business, Karen. The ones that register with us, which includes like a Red Cross national ones too, but they raise like $100 million a year. I mean, some of them raise a billion dollars. I mean, the whole aggregate will be a billion dollars. So there's there's a lot of money involved in this particular one. And I just we just need to use common sense. Uh, stay local when you can. Uh, and then if it's something that's more national, just make sure you check your charities.
1: Secretary of State Delbert Hosman, thank you so much for spending some time with us today.
7: Thank you. It's good to be here.
1: MPB is one of the many organizations participating in Giving Tuesday today. If you're interested in donating a car, visit mpbonline.org or call 1-877-MPB-4-CAR. Stay tuned to MPB Think Radio for a full slate of Mississippi-based programs all morning long. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's Money Talks. Then at 10 o'clock, it's In Legal Terms. And at 11, stay tuned for Southern Remedy. Did you miss part of the show today? Find past episodes of this and other Think Radio programs online at mpbonline.org or by downloading the MPB public media app from the Apple or Google Play stores. I'm Karen Brown. Join us again tomorrow morning at 830 for the next Mississippi edition only on MPB Think Radio.